0: Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling
1: Dialogues, episode 63. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews and special guest in Colorado, ethicist and writer for the Right Left Chronicles, Adam Steyer. Hi, you two. How are you doing? Great. I'm
2: doing great, thank you. How are you, Connor?
1: Uh, You know what? It, it is gloomy here, so I've got the lights on. And it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. So it's a real gloomy, ugly, indoor-type day out here.
3: How are you guys doing? I'm cold. I'm just perpetually cold. I feel like I live in Canada. <laughs> and compared to you two, I am in the South. I've got pants that are lined with knee boots on in the house.
2: <laughs> That's just
1: sad. Yeah. That I'm
2: in a log cabin with uh, my Star Wars pajamas on and, and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it, it, it could be worse. We could be in Russia, where they just recorded an 88.6 degrees Fahrenheit in the minus. Ouch. Oh was that like the closer
2: I, I that you got to Vladimir Putin? The, the cold
1: <laughs> uh, it was 3,000 kilometers east or something, or 3,000 miles, I don't know, east of Moscow. So, Adam, you just published a, an article on the Right Left Chronicles on memes and the toll that memes are, are basically taking on our, on our minds, on our brains, on our society. Tell us a bit yeah. about that.
2: Well, you know, um, it, I would say the research still could be a little in its infancy. It's only been going on for a few years now, but um, I, I didn't expect to find what, what I did. And it appears that uh, Internet memes can actually cause like the least mental laziness. Because we're no longer formulating our own answers. We're we're going to a Google search or maybe even a a bank of these that we keep on our phone or laptop and using those to respond instead of formulating our own opinion. But it can also lead to addiction in, in, in some cases, some extreme cases. Which we all have that person that we know that will post just like meme after meme after meme after meme after yeah. meme. And that, that is a form of addiction because it does actually uh, give you an endorphin release. You get a reward from doing it. Is it and the de- the deeper I delved into it, it was actually uh it was actually kind of alarming.
1: Well actually Facebook turns your status now into sort of a graphic meme, doesn't it?
2: Yeah it does. <laughs> which is which is, is weird. I, I guess I never did think about that to right now because I never play with that stupid thing yeah.
1: um yeah well we're long-winded we're writers so we write a lot and it doesn't form the meme kind of graphic if you're you know you're, you're that's post right that's writing. why i stopped doing it because i
2: would start writing with one of them and then it would just disappear and i'd be like, well, <laughs> 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 like sorry you used more than 10 words we can't we can no longer put a nice graphic behind that yeah no yeah. sorry it's almost like it's rewarding people to keep their statuses uh, short, which I
1: thought that was what what Twitter was for. Yeah, well, you know, t- Twitter just increased the 140 character limit to 280, didn't they? How gracious of them! Yeah,
2: lovely. yeah,
3: I think that was all for Trump, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know i don't even i haven't read a, a tweet in, in a long time they really should take his twitter account away from him
2: oh no it's a it's a grand source of entertainment for,
3: for days on Well, oh, i I would hate it if they took it away what would i do he just what find would another we talk about yeah <laughs> exactly we just, just do a
2: 15 minute spot on television and do his thing anyway so it's almost like uh, these sites are also—they want people to to use these shorter phrases and sentences, which is not which is not good cognitively speaking as well, because it it lessens our our ability to respond in normal conversation. People put a lot of weight on the internet; they'll sit there and they'll they'll update their statuses and they'll rarely speak face to face because Absolutely. you can't. You can't use a meme. I can't hand. You, I can't print a meme and hand it to you on
3: the train. But they also hello. paint a picture. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I, divorce attorneys are even talking about the social media picture one spouse might paint.
2: Is social media in general? Yeah. Yeah, tri- in
3: general, but you can you can make these memes say whatever you want.
2: Oh yeah, there's websites you can upload any image you like, add text to it, and boom, you're done.
3: Yeah. Or, you Absolutely. know, some people will even use their own images mm-hmm. and then use lines, you know, or quotes. Right. From off a, the, sorry. From off the net, you know, wherever they find them, wherever they Google them.
2: That's correct. And that's another question. And that's a more on the ethical side as well, is what right do we have to take an image of somebody else and create something has the meme that could be embarrassing for that person it could also be offensive it could cause all kinds of consequences for that person even unforeseen consequences as far as i'm taking their own life is it possible absolutely we've seen what happens when when young kids in high school become embarrassed teased bullied even to an extent where they've taken their own life and the use of a meme could be a form of cyber bullying i i can see that and as to where you're saying with like divorce attorneys looking at that is where maybe spouses are using the image's and creating memes to make that person look bad—it's—it's it's an ethical stew that's—that's that's had a lot of questions, and the truth is, is I—I don't know how to answer them all yet.
3: Exactly, really and no one funny. does because it's still a new territory. Right. It's- Like the wild, wild west, there's so many issues that the internet brings up. But one of the things you talked about in the article was how basically these memes and other parts of the internet rewire our brains. Now, back years ago, when I took psychology, Mm -hmm. they talked about physiological addiction and psychological Mm -hmm. addiction Mm -hmm. today we're learning that there might not have been a psychological addiction because if you have a psychological addiction it becomes physiological can you kind of explain that
2: right from a neurological standpoint yes it can rewire our brains because out of habit we're creatures of repetition we also like the reward that comes from The drugs are from whatever we are addicted to because, again, even images and memes can can trigger the endorphin release in our brains. And so it would behove us, if we were enjoying that, to our brains would most likely want to rewire to say, hey, look, give us that. Or we're going to make the symptoms. Like we look at heroin withdrawal. People begin to... uh, Experience really horrible nausea, shakes, bends, can't sleep, can't eat. And that's basically the body screaming, Hey, where's my heroin? God damn it. Right. So, is there a psychological tie to why the person becomes addicted? I, I still believe that there is, but I agree with what they're saying that it's more of a physiological thing because of those symptoms. Does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I just heard the other day that, for example, Bill and Linda Gates did not give their children even cell phones until they were age 14. Hmm. Now, to a certain extent, all these social media, Internet, computer people knew that these machines and what they do could become addictive. Oh, sure. And and they have very much protected their children because imagine, you know, creating a dependence at 30. We're older. Well, what, about really what about at eight? What about at eight? Maybe the first time, you know, just coming out of the gate. You well, what become... about children that
2: are born addicted? Exactly. I mean, we've seen that as well. So we know that it, that it's possible. I can watch my four-year-old niece teach my mom and my aunt how to use their electronic devices. On the other hand, though, so I see what you're saying is where we, by starting and young, we, we increase the danger of addiction. Yes, but at the same time, we're also increasing the knowledge. These things are tools. It's how It's in how they're used. And, and, like I said, with same with drugs, and when people become addicted to things, we have to figure out what the underlying reason was what are they escaping from? What are they trying to to compensate for to be addicted?
3: Oh, that absolutely. Means. there's there, there's an underlying psychological issue when people become addicted to food. you can become addicted to anything
2: I know yeah, absolutely. Anything's a, anything can be an addiction. the The definition thereof is is, Anything that somebody does an obsessive amount of, whether it be um, an action or the use of a meme or the overuse of something that creates it or where they can no longer go day-to-day without doing it somehow.
1: Like masturbation. Totally, but I think everybody's <laughs> addicted to that.
2: <laughs> profen and masturbating, I think, are the top two addictions probably. <laughs> in world.
3: Well, I know that I guess what I'm saying is I think there might even be a deeper issue here. And and I'm like you, they're tools. Mm-hmm. But at what point do we introduce this tool? How do we use this tool? Because right. in Silicon Valley, there are the techno geeks are sending their kids to school to private schools that have no technology.
2: Well, and I agree with that. It's important for, for us to keep to keep a firm foundation in, in old school ways. Especially like I hear a lot of schools in, in in America, they don't really teach cursive anymore to kids.
3: Yeah. Oh, I know. They don't hear. They just mean a couple of years ago.
2: I mean, I get it. I get it. At this, you know, we don't really use it anymore. But at the same time, we need to look at it more as a cognitive exercise and keeping our brains sharp and knowing how to, to write by hand may become necessary at some point in your life and, and we should focus on on still learning the old ways. So to answer your question, when? Well, if we looked at it from a neurological standpoint, uh, we, we tend to agree that 18 is when the brain is, is developed. Should we, Should we then censor children from using electronic devices until then? Well, again, no, I think it's on the parents and the moderation there of the use because we see things like LeapFrog and other tools that prove to be beneficial for the child, even children who have autism. That have benefited from using electronic devices in their developmental periods. So, again, it's a tool, and I think that it falls, the responsibility falls on those who dictate how they're used.
3: Exactly. I mean, I remember back when we used to memorize phone numbers and addresses. Mm-hmm. Now, I basically don't know anybody's phone number. No, I don't, my own I don't need time. you. I know. I I have to think about it.
2: Mm -hmm. And it used to be, if I wasn't home, leave a message. I'm busy. Now I got this goddamn phone in my pocket everywhere I go. And people get pissed off at me for not answering, not accepting the idea that maybe I'm busy.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I agree. It's the problem is, is that technology advances faster than, than we can understand it
3: kind of expanded it a little bit into social media in general because that's become such an issue. It's also a show that we covered before Mm -hmm. uh, when the Facebook, the former Facebook owner came out for, you know, he wanted to confess to knowing it was addictive.
2: Well, it's just like cigarettes. I mean, look at the tobacco companies. They knew, too. Absolutely. they They also knew How much money they could make. And And they they made a lot of Same with social media. They saw how much money they can make and they were like, it. Let's just do it anyway and we'll apologize later. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? Yeah, Yeah,
3: forgiveness is cheaper.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's just it. Now they're all filthy rich and they really don't give a shit what we think.
3: No, no, no. That's true. No. But insofar as the men memes go, mm-hmm. it reminds me of Mimi.
2: Mimi,
1: yeah. Mimi. <laughs> <laughs>
3: because i think that's kind of what develops look at me look
1: at me yeah.
3: look at me. it's about me and i don't want it to be about anybody else i don't want to have a face-to-face conversation
2: no i want an easy out
3: and i don't yeah. want to be touched no people don't want to be touched these millennials who actually grew up with more technology than any other generation they don't want to be touched now i know
2: and i love to touch them
1: that's one
3: of my favorite things to do. Okay. If you go with a Freudian theory, mm. then their libido is being fulfilled by this addiction. Yes. If we were to Sex go... is going down with millennials.
2: I yes, it is and um, yes, I noticed that. I did in my own endeavors. So... <laughs>
3: it really i mean it really is i you know i i really noticed that that they really could care less i
2: i think they could really care less they don't need uh, it i think that maybe maybe that's okay a little bit
3: (laughs) i thought so too until because with a
2: population expanding the way it is and the, the state of our planet i think having less children might not be a bad idea
3: yeah, I guess if you equate sex and children, I sort of equate them as separate. My empathy, it does happen. It is a problem with
2: it. It sounds horrible to say, I know, but my empathy kind of extends, like, to people 100, 200 years from now versus the here and now with what's going on. And so I try to think about that far in the future, like, will we still be here, first of all, which I don't know yet. I can't answer that either. And second of all, you know, what direction do I want that to go? And so I think by kind of making sure that we're not having as many people here on the planet might not be a bad idea but that's just my opinion
3: okay well i guess too where i'm trying to draw this is mm-hmm. that in this group and and maybe a little bit in the what generation next and the millennials. Right. The Me Too movement started out as a really horrible cases of sexual harassment and such. Right. Now it can mean that someone who is in a position over you ask you out for a drink. Mm-hmm. Or you went out with a guy, agreed to have sex, and he just was really bad.
2: Or even if you changed so later positions on, without asking now, you can that can be considered rape.
3: Yeah, well, there right. is an actor that this seems to be happening to him and so i wonder if all of this is tied together
2: i think people are just You're afraid to touch and have sex with anybody because of all of that i mean
3: oh yeah you, i believe if you were people... going to
2: college i would probably stay absent as well because there's just no you just never know I've heard recordings of guys getting the girls to admit that they lied about being raped. But it doesn't matter. I mean, once you get those charges on you,
3: yeah, it's, you're, it you're done. It doesn't go away, and it, even if you've true. proven innocent,
2: people don't care. They don't. Their attention span isn't long enough to watch till the end.
3: Exactly. And, but I, I sort of believe the mm-hmm. men kind of have contributed to this, this antisocial mm-hmm. behavior.
2: Because it's easy, I, to, it's easy to be a dick online.
3: It is easy. Yeah, it's easy you to be what I mean? whatever it, you want to be.
2: Right. And you would not. I tell people to challenge themselves by this. If you if you would run up to somebody and do that to them on the street, then go ahead and do it online. But if you, if you can't do that, if you couldn't walk up to somebody on the street and, and say what you were going to say or or show them a, a dick pic, or give them a, a meme on the street, then you shouldn't do it online. You should behave the way you would in real life, but a lot of people don't. It's an, it's an alter ego thing, and I absolutely agree that memes have played a large role in not only causing these problems, but desensitizing people to these problems, and, and it's shown that memes have the ability to take complex situations and reduce them to binaries basically rewriting your memories basically your brain says oh well this isn't as important as we deemed it would be so we're gonna go ahead and delete the old memory of we thought it was super important and now we're gonna change it to this memory that it's not as important as we thought does that
1: make
3: sense absolutely
1: sounds like the dossier to me right (laughs) it does
3: does. we always get back to the dossier don't we (laughs) yeah well
1: it's um We need some dossier memes, because I haven't seen one yet.
3: Oh, gosh, we do. That's true.
2: Don't you dare. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Could I see social engineers? Because I'm sure social engineers have become a part of, of, they've integrated into politics, and I'm sure many politicians employ uh, social engineers. Uh, could I see them orchestrating memes? Because that's their job? Absolutely.
3: Oh, yeah. To I'm, credit I'm sure people. they already have. I mean, well, I, Vlad has, hasn't he? Putin? Isn't oh, that how he, he defeated I don't know what you're talking Donald about. Trump? Vladimir Putin
2: is a great man. I envy him. He is a good person. Please do not come to my house and kidnap me in the middle of the night. <laughs> Am I safe? Okay, good. Yeah, he's done all kinds of crazy shit. He was ex-KGB. I mean, who, that's just yeah. the shit we know about. It. I mean, this guy... That picture of him riding a bear with no shirt on, that's not a meme. That's actually him riding a bear with no shirt oh, on. Oh,
3: absolutely. I could not
2: mess with that guy. hes He's got his finger in all kinds of pies. And one of those pies is, I think, uh, the president's <laughs> but I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
2: They're just buddy-buddy, which is kind of weird. So. Anyway.
1: Well, it's probably better to have him in your camp. What's that? It's probably, you know, keep your enemies close. Have them in your camp. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: Putin, Putin, I mean, if they wanted to go to war, they'll go to war. I mean, it'd be make a lot of money for everybody. But I think that he wants, he likes the secret behind the scenes control because he's ex-KGB. And that's the way those guys roll. And so I think he just likes to be the behind the scenes guy. And I'm sure Trump isn't the only politician in that guy's pocket. He's got a lot of power. I wouldn't mess with the dude.
3: Well, yeah, and he's got control of a awful lot of our uranium. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: not to mention he's got, like, you know, thousands of nuclear warheads still pointed at us, even though the Cold War is supposedly over.
3: Oh, yeah. Who would have ever—how could you ever believe the Cold War is over?
2: It's not. I mean, we just— uh,
3: I, I, I mean, we did. yeah, we, we said pretended. that. We I mean, pretended, yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, that's so, the most ridiculous thing.
2: No, no, we just created more countries with more nuclear weapons and so
3: yeah, yeah, Now we got little Kim.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. <A> little Kim.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just scary.
1: Well, I noticed that as soon as Oprah did her speech and everybody was going Oprah for president, there was a lot of pictures in memes that appeared of Oprah seeming to pass a female off to Harvey Weinstein, who she was introducing <laughs> her to. That did not meet a miss a beat. Literally, that meme was out the hour that someone it. said Oprah for president. And and that would go to that
2: would point to uh, that would point to somebody I believe that would have a meme addiction because that that's the way that their brain is wired now, so it's automatically looking for that next meme. An
1: opportunity.
2: Right. An opportunity to get its reward. And so Talk about um, the
3: Covifi thing. I mean, people had bought the domain names for Kavifi, Kavifi is (laughs) that? i've heard it pronounced every which way but they bought the domain name so fast it would make your head spin
2: i believe it because again and i think think that's more just people trying to make make a buck i mean if you figure out a good domain name that you think some some big star big company is going to want to buy then goddamn right you probably want to snatch that up pretty quick because you can turn around sell it for a lot of money right connor you bet yeah Uh, so uh I mean, I get that. But on on the meme thing, it's just like, yeah, there are people that are just like a drug addict looking for their next fix. The the same with the meme addict. So, yeah, I don't I don't doubt that that meme with Oprah was probably up five minutes after (laughs) the comment was even made that inspired it. Absolutely.
1: I follow both uh, Democratic and Republican pages on Facebook. And Mm -hmm. there is it's just basically a constant meme war.
0: Mm hmm. Because, again,
2: memes are memes are an easy way to do it. You don't have to sit there and think of an educated or a response that, that shows that you have knowledge and understanding of all sides of the argument, not just your own, but that you're prepared to offer solid discourse about it. No, you'd much rather just go get a funny picture that says some stupid little you know, parrot line on it, something that the candidate or some expert say said, and, uh, and post that instead. And boom, you're done. All of all took, you know, under 10 seconds for you to go Google real quick, find it, copy, paste it, put it in there instead of sitting down and actually thinking of what somebody said and, and, and coming up with a response. Right. It's, um,
1: it's almost like they're judging, they're judging people. Yeah. I mean,
2: of course they are. You see a lot of judging in memes. you know, consider just the, the, uh, the source in the meme or the the target individual that they use those people they have lives they have families they live in communities where people will recognize them so even though the picture may be a ridiculous one like I recall the girl making like a really awful face for her birthday because her dad had just happened to snap the photograph when it happened and somehow it got out there on in internet land and they used it and it just like followed her for years and they actually read an article like last year. That showed these like meme people from five or ten years ago. Where are they now? Like anybody really gave a shit, but apparently people really do. Hmm. And it showed what, where, how they were in the, the original meme, and and where they had come, where they are now, ten years later. Oh and it, and, and they talk. I know, right? How do you how do you even find these people? But they do. And it did affect their lives, um, some good, some ill. All in all, it it, it does have an impact, whether. Whether it's an inspirational one with the Dalai Lama on it, you know, spouting out whatever his shit is, is. Or, you know, one that's really super offensive. Like, I saw some really, really funny but really offensive ones. Like, really bad. Like, I wouldn't even post them. <laughs> bad memes. <laughs> um, that says a lot. You know, Connor knows it. If I wouldn't post it, that, that says a lot. Uh, it doesn't matter. They all have the same psychological effect. So, you've got that one friend that posts, like, a, a cat meme over and over like every hour on the hour. They probably need to seek some help. That's probably an addiction right there. Um,
3: Absolutely.
2: But it's also just a dumbing down, a mental laziness. We're not relying on our own cognitive functions to to formulate our own answers. We're we're going to some prefabricated answer. And uh, I like it. There's this great website that I love to use. It's called ResearchGate.net. And there was a researcher on there, uh, Gloria McMillan, I believe, from the University of Arizona, who attributed the use of means to uh, rats pulling a lever. That's how they train them in a laboratory, you know, to get their reward. They walk up, they pull the lever, their little pellet falls out. So now that they've been trained to pull that lever, the scientists or researchers can use that lever in other ways because the rat will pull it thinking it's going to get a treat. Maybe it will. Maybe this time it gets a shock. I don't know. The point is, is that with the reward that they're getting from using the meme, whether that reward might be the feeling of being good, witty, funny, whatever, people click that stupid thumb and that gives them validation, I guess. It's triggering that same reward. They're getting the pellet in the form of that endorphin release. And it's scary because it reminds me a lot of and I know people make this reference a lot, but 1984 with George Orwell, because they changed the vocabulary. If you remember, they were dumbing it down. You know, you say, though, this is double plus good instead of saying something is very good or very well. It's double plus good. Exactly. And I feel that memes are kind of like a dumbing down in that direction where people are going to be really selective about their, their electronics and stuff. They can't think for themselves anymore. They have to rely on that. There's a there's a great movie, if if you haven't watched it, called Idiocracy. Uh, I believe it's by the it's the same guy that created Beavis and Butthead and
1: Office Space.
2: Anyway, Idiocracy is a genius look into the future if we keep this direction going.
1: Yeah, it's almost scary, isn't it? It's is frightening. It is and I, again, when I
2: started this endeavor, I I didn't. When you posed the question to me, I had no idea how complex it would become. Like, I have no good answers yet because there's so many variables and there's the research in is such in its infancy that I could I could say best guess but I don't even want to do that because I just don't know yet and it really is alarming to see this this early research pointing towards just an overall a general dumbing down
3: well, of all and of us. it's very similar to George Lakoff's The Political Mind which we have quoted a lot mm-hmm. it's in re- relation to Talking points, political parties use. And through these talking points, they create a groupthink. And these, this groupthink and these talking points are often used, much like memes.
2: Mm-hmm. I call those parrot people, the ones that will just spout out whatever the expert or politician says, but yet they don't have the, the background knowledge to back up why they feel that way.
3: Exactly exactly and, and they don't understand
2: idea. go ahead sorry no go ahead and they don't like in philosophy we look at all sides of the argument because i want to understand where you're coming from that way when i make my argument i know where i stand but people don't want to do that these days they want to just sit on their fat ass watch television listen to some experts spew out his bullshit and say well he's an expert these guys say so I'm just going to say what he says and sure they may and they may silence a couple arguments with it because the people on the other side are no better. But if you try to if you ask that that guy to explain why he supports that position, they'll be hard pressed to do it because they don't know why they just know so and so said so. And yeah, you're right. That is a lot like that's just and memes can be a voice clip. They can be a, a video clip. They don't have to just be words on a picture. Video clips will suffice so i mean all of that you're right it, it is a form of just dumbing down it's it's loading their lips if you ever know a car salesman that's what they do when they go back in the office to talk to their manager the manager's call it loading their lips because they tell the salesman exactly what to say when he goes back out and then when the people try to respond to it he's like i don't know let me go talk to my manager because he doesn't know what the f- to say because he's not the one that came up with it you know? <laughs> That's exactly what that kind of shit does. And you can't have, you know, intelligent discourse with people like that. It's the good example is like the social justice warriors. These broads just come running up screaming at people and they don't let you answer and they can't they can't formulate anything. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. They're just trying to incite anger. And, and it's another tactic that's just an, an attack or a quick meme beep and gone. People vanish. So I think that we're lacking just in solid discourse, like what the three of us are doing right now, just having a discussion about it. I mean, how often does this happen?
3: Not often. Right. Yeah, look not around.
1: often enough. Right,
2: exactly. And so, I mean, unfortunately, I can't. I'm holding up a meme, but I don't think you guys can f- see it. <laughs> 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 so I have to keep talking and talking because I'm just waiting for this meme to kick in and it's not working. Damn it.
1: Well, Adam, uh, I yes, know you sir. have another article coming out tomorrow on fake news, so everyone news. Uh, head down to the therightleftchronicles.com oh. to check out Adam's new article on fake news, and we'll have to have you back maybe next week to talk about the fake news. That'd be great. Absolutely, I'd be
3: happy to. Absolutely, because Thank you. Trump is giving out the fake news award this afternoon, so it's perfect timing. <laughs>
1: oh, perfect. I hope
2: I win it. That'd be great. I hope I in the right. <laughs> <laughs> be a great honor coming from that <laughs> he would know fake news <laughs> well,
3: well thank
1: fine. you very much for having me thank you indeed and i look forward to next time well we can agree to have you back that's for sure yes we right, so don't Appreciate always
3: it. agree but life's a journey and we're all in this together remember don't become anyone's victim hashtag nobody's victim godspeed adam godspeed connor and godspeed to all of our friends out there
0: godspeed grace and thanks for listening